Hello and welcome to Hugenhoff Podcast, episode 119. Today I'll be continuing the Inspired by the God series, but before we get into that, I will go over the station news. If you want to check out my podcast or website, feel free to do so at hugenhoff.org. That's H-U-G-I-N-H-O-F.org. And you can subscribe there. You can send me emails to hugenhoffpodcast.gmail.com. And I will try to return them. Uh, let's see. Oh, if you have not checked out Lore's book or Steve's book already, you should. Stephen Oaks at Amazon.com. Probably the easiest way is just to go to the show notes and click on the link there. My book is also there. It's Byron Rogers and Lightbringer. I believe that's all of the station news. So let's just go ahead and get into the topic. Today, I'm going to do the Inspired by the God series. So it's not really a explanation of the God, just as much as just some things that they make me think about. And today we will be doing Forseti. I like Forseti. Well, obviously, um, I guess I like all of the gods. But I think Forseti is interesting because we juxtapose him against Tyr. And Tyr is very much the god of justice. And then we ask, well, who is Forseti? Forseti is also the god of justice, but it's a different type of justice. Forseti has more to do with, like, the court of law and judges and stuff like that. So if you want to think of it in the law and order, and I'm really old for using law and order as an example, but I'm just going to go with it. Um, If Tyr were to represent the police, then Forseti would represent the judges. So so that is a pretty big difference between the two. So they're both about justice, but Tyr is about justice in a more abstract sense in some way, like righting wrongs in the general sense of the word, whereas Forseti is specifically about justice in the court of law. Or that's the way I, I have always seen them being different. Um I I could be wrong. I'm wrong a lot. But that's how I see them. And at the very least, that's what I'm going to talk about, the different types of justice. So we talk about revenge a lot. And the fact that maybe revenge is a good thing or can be a good thing. And I've done episodes on this, so I'm not going to go into it. But I think I've said there, and I'm definitely going to reiterate here, revenge can be a very dangerous thing. You don't you don't want to overdo it, I suppose is the word. This is the thing. Revenge can very easily turn into a blood feud. And that is a thing that has happened in the past, and it's bad. There's this idea that this person has wronged me. You know, this person has hurt me, so I'm going to hurt them back. But they don't see that they hurt you in the first place. And now you've hurt them, and revenge, they're going to hurt you back, and so on and so forth. So the first thing we need to be clear about is when we're talking about revenge being a good thing and those reasons why it can be a good thing, revenge is never the connotation that we have of revenge today where I'm doing this just to get back at you or for a petty reason or for something unjust. Revenge, the way our ancestors viewed it, as a good thing. And, you know, when you hear it like, avenge me, you think of this. It's more the idea that do the just thing. So that is important. If you're ever 
trying to, if you're ever being unjust with revenge, then it'd be an unethical thing to do. But it's, it's, first of all, it has to be just. So an example is if we lived in a lawless society, which we don't, and that's important later, but if we lived in a lawless society and somebody were to just like attack your family, just unprovoked, a, a literal serial killer, like, like crazy person, serial killer, attacked and killed your family, the right thing to do would be to quote-unquote get revenge. Not because you're mad, you would be mad, but that's not why you're getting revenge. Not because they deserve it so much as it's the just thing to do. I suppose kind of they deserve it, but it's the just thing to do. And if you don't do it, they will keep hurting people or killing people. So there are many reasons that we lock up serial killers. One reason is because, well, we get mad at them because we don't want to see our friends and family die. But why do we get mad at them? Well, because they've hurt and they've killed somebody. They've taken somebody precious away from us and we didn't want that to happen and we don't want it to happen to other people. So another big reason that we put serial killers in prison is because if we don't, they'll keep killing people. And I think that's the justification for most crimes where we put people in prison. Or, you know, in extreme cases, use the death penalty, right? The death penalty is an option. And that is a whole other discussion that I'm not going to get into. But if that if that is being used as an option, the idea is, well, we have to, because otherwise the person's going to get out of prison. And I don't know, legally or illegally, and then go kill people. So if we kill them with the death penalty, they're not a threat anymore. So part of revenge is to stop other people from getting hurt. It is partially a selfish act because you want to feel like you've got your revenge on, that, that, that somebody paid. You want to feel like somebody paid. And that's a natural thing. And, you know, that is part of it and something that I don't want to say like, I don't think you're a bad person for feeling good about that. If somebody were to kill your family when they got in prison, that would probably make you feel good or at least safer. And I don't want to say that's wrong. But another huge part of revenge, quote unquote, is to get ta dangerous people out of society. However that works. If we have a prison system, we can put them in prison. What if we don't have a prison system? What if this was literally the Wild West where where there was no prison system, then, then it would be different. Then maybe you would talk about exiling them, you know, locking them out instead of locking them in. Or maybe you would talk about actually murdering them if that's the only, if that's the only option. You know, you can't just let problems go unchecked. You can't let murders just go around murdering people because A, that's right, not right. And B, people, people shouldn't, be killed against their will. So you need to do something to stop that, if if that's at all possible. So I'm kind of rehashing the revenge thing after I said I wasn't. But anyway, so a lot of the revenge stuff, you really have to be careful because it can definitely go far and it's extreme, it can go too far and it's, and it's extremely easy to let it go too far and it's extremely easy to get revenge for the wrong reasons. Like, I'm mad. That's the wrong reason. The right reason to get revenge is I want to make the world a better and a safer place. So I have to eliminate whatever this threat is. And the right 
the right way to get revenge in our society is always to go through the legal system. Why? Well, that's where Forseti comes in. Why do we have a legal system? Why don't we just all get revenge? Okay, so let's say somebody breaks into my house, steal my TV. And I'm like, well, that's not not right. I'm going to break into their house and steal my TV back. Well, it sounds like that's okay. Because they took my TV and then I took it back. So that's fair. But I, I would actually get in trouble for breaking into their house. And I'd be in jail. Well, well why? I didn't do anything wrong. Because there needs to be a rule of law. If someone were to break into my... And I mean, like, if someone were to break into my house, the right thing for me to do is call the police and tell them. And let them... Or let the law take care of it. And of course, with bigger things as well. If somebody murders my family, the right thing to do is not actually to go track them down and kill them, even though sometimes it's tempting to do that. The right thing to do is to call the police and say, someone has murdered me. I feel I feel wronged, and I, I am wronged, and I need some sort of compensation for what's happened to me. And more importantly, this person will do it again, and they need to be they need to put in jail. They need to be taken out of society in however our way our society does that. They need to be, you know, for us, put in jail. They need to be put in jail. And then the legal system does that. And as soon as that person goes in jail, and, and this is important, as soon as that person is put in jail, I feel like justice has been done, but really I feel like I got my revenge. It's not like we're not getting revenge anymore. It's not like in the old days we got revenge, but we don't get revenge anymore. No, we still do. We just do it in a more civilized manner through a court of law. That's how you get your revenge. You, If you are truly in the right and you have truly been wronged, you take it up to the legal system and you get your revenge through the legal system. So why, though? Why can't I just go steal my TV back? That's a complicated issue. And I think... Um, Socrates is probably the best example of it. He wrote a lot about why the rule of law was important. But one of my favorite things about, and you know how much of this was myth and how much of this was Plato's story and how much of this really happened. Like, there's definitely elements of truth in it, but sometimes that's hard to tease apart. But at least the way the story goes of Socrates told by Plato is that when he was accused of corrupting the youth, They put him on trial for his life. You know, they were going to kill him. And then he defended himself and he ended up losing because the courts were not perfect. And they made the, and it was very clear they made the wrong decision. But then when he was given his sentence, he chose to accept it and drink the poison hemlock tea. And that's how he died. Why? Why didn't he say, well, this isn't right. This isn't just. So I'm going to run away. Because that was an option. I think his followers even suggest, like, hey, why don't you run away? And he's like, no, I can't. Why not? Because the rule of law is important. And the rule of law is more important than me. It's more important than my situation. Which I go with that here. You know, if if the legal system fails you, that is tragic. And that should never happen. But when it does, the right answer is not necessarily to take it into your own hands. The right answer is to say, well, we have a society where the rule of law is paramount and sometimes the rule of law fails. If there's a way to correct that failure through like a retrial or something like that, obviously you do that. If the law itself is broken, then you can lobby to get that changed. But again, 
through the rule of law. We have ways to change, not me and you, but there are ways in our society that we can change the laws through petitioning the government to change the laws or whatever. And I think the idea would be we want to do it that way. And, and this is all the Forsetti stuff. There's a system, so why is there a system? And why should we obey the system even when we think it fails? Because the rule of law is better than not having a rule of law. If we don't have a rule of law, most situations devolve into blood feuds where everybody feels like they have been wronged more than the other person and you just end up, you know, wiping out whole families. And that's not good for society because the whole families that are getting wiped out didn't really do anything wrong. You know, let's say my father legitimately wronged you and then as revenge you killed him and then his oldest born son killed you and then as revenge you killed my brother and as revenge my brother killed your brother and as revenge he killed me you know by the time it gets to me or even your brother we don't really deserve to be killed anymore this is just something that's going on and on and escalating over time and we don't want crimes to escalate so we need an impartial third person to like make that decision that's that's what the law system is for if i think you've wronged me you have the chance to defend yourself in court and 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 i am not saying the court system or the legal system is perfect because it's far from perfect there's all sorts of issues for it i i, I i'm sure most people out there are aware of it the the legal system is extremely broken in this country however is it worse than literal chaos? Like, that's like, is it worse than actual anarchy? I, I think that's the question we have to ask. And I don't think we should use that as an excuse to not try to fix things. I don't think we should stop trying to change the system. We should always try to change the system and we should always try to make it better and be conscious of the people that we vote for and the causes that we support to try to make the system better because it is 100% broken and not perfect. It's a legal system, not a justice system. But also, I, I think that the rule of law can be a very good thing. And I do think that even what we have now is better than anarchy, which, again, you know, not high standards, right? It's like, oh, you're better than literally nothing. I don't know if you should brag about that, but I do think our legal system is better than actual anarchy. So... Um, that is, again, I lost my train of thought, sorry, getting back on topic. That's what Forsetti is about. It's about this, like, way to deal with um, revenge and justice and all of that through an orderly and organized system. So it is fair as much as possible. And when it's not fair, we fix it. But it's fair as much as possible. I am not the ultimate arbiter of what is right and what is wrong. Because I'm too personally invested, I'm not going to be a good judge of character. Like, if I perceive you as doing something that wronged me, I'm all of a sudden extremely biased. Maybe I don't see the whole story. And quite honestly, I never will. I will never see your side of the story if you wrong me, even if it was, maybe there was a situation where you were justified. Here's an example. Let's say I have a kid, and let's say my kid is literally trying to murder you, and completely in self-defense, you kill them before they have a chance to kill you. And let's just pretend that my child is a sociopath, and they were trying to murder you for no reason. You're completely innocent. They were like, 
they had the gun pulled, they're about to pull the trigger, and then you shoot them first, or whatever, whatever the situation is. And it was actually 100% in self-defense. I will never say that. I will never believe that. I will always say, no, you did something wrong. Because, you know, I... As, as a parent, I'm always going to side with my kid. And I should. Like, that's human nature. That's a good thing. That's something we should all do. And my kids would never actually murder anybody. I'm making a ridiculous example. But, I mean, you could see that happening. That's a thing that, that could happen. And we need a third party. Because I am never going to let it go. I'm never going to be like, oh, well, was self-defense. That's fine. You killed my kid. Moving on. I'm never going to do that. What I will do is, you know, try to get you arrested for being a murderer and then a impartial third party, the jury and the judge will say like, oh, well, actually it was in self-defense. And then I will begrudgingly accept that. I won't want to, but I'll feel like there's nothing I can do to change it. And I will feel like, well, even though this in this situation, the court of law failed, I have to abide by that rule because we live in a orderly society. Whereas I would... I would never be able to, on my own, be like, oh, well, yeah, my kid was in the right. I mean, maybe I would, but I feel like I can't. I feel like that's very rarely going to happen. So there's all sorts of reasons that you should have the rule of law and you should have a third party involved in making decisions like this. And back in the day, because people, I think, will often point to the old times when they had duels. And it's like, well, they had duels there. Why can't we still have duels? First of all, you you still can have duels. I'm not going to say it's unethical, I guess. If everybody if everybody's agreeing, you know, there's no coercion. They're like, yes, we're literally going to fight to the death. And that's how we're going to decide this, I guess. I guess you can do that because autonomy is not broken. But I don't really want to bring duels back. So I think it's tempting to be like, well, back in the day we had we had duels and we had people personally take revenge on their family members who were killed. So why was it right then and it's not right that now? Or was it right then and it's not right now? Or is it was it right then and actually it's right now and we should be doing that more? Well, I think back in the day there was an argument that there was so much um, lawlessness, especially when you were outside of society. You know, the kind of Wild West generically, not literally the Wild West, but you know, when you are outside of society, for whatever reason, exploring the world, because there's just in a wild area, because there were more wild areas. When you do not have the luxury of the rule of law, some of these things you have to do on your own. If, if you're in a situation where, you know, somebody kills your family, and there is no court to take them to, and there is no prison to send them to, then maybe you're going to have to take that into your own hands. And, and you know, that's unfortunate. That's kind of a failing of society if that's happening. But there have been times when that was probably necessary. You know, those old sailing, those old sailing ships are a good example. You don't have a judge and jury on that ship, so you can't do anything if somebody goes crazy or tries to mutiny, so you put them in the brig. And that's what you do until you get back to civilization, because you don't have the luxury of civilization. And it's sort of accepted when you go on that ship. That's a thing that can happen. If you act out, you won't get your trial. And, you know, that's unfortunately. Everybody deserves a trial. But you won't get your trial. You'll be imprisoned, possibly wrongly, until you get back to civilization, and then they'll take care of it. 
so that's I don't want to say a necessary evil um, because obviously if the person wrongly imprisoned you they would be doing something unethical and if they had good justification for doing it then they wouldn't because you know you had broken autonomy or for some reason deserved quote-unquote to be put in the brag but is not nearly as fail-proof a system as an actual court of law but my point is, you can imagine even today, I don't know if we're all, if you're on, if, if you're on, let's just say you're flying to Mars because you're young enough to do that and it actually happens, which who knows if it does. And somebody's trying to literally sabotage the ship and kill everybody. You have the right to restrain them, even though if you were here on Earth and everything was normal, you just call the place. Well, you can't call the place. If you're in space, that's a pretty ridiculous example. You can come up with a more reasonable one, but there are still places where we are not under the purview of society, like you're literally in space. And then you, the right thing is not to call the police because that's not an option. That's not a thing you can do. The right thing is probably to restrain that person so that they can't, you know, sabotage your ship and kill you all because that's bad. Anyway... But it's always going to be better because it's going to be easier to make mistakes without that third party. It's always going to be better to let society do that. And if you're ever in a situation where you feel like you've been wronged, I've, I feel like the right answer is... Uh, well, so there's a, there's a few things. Um, if it's not technically something illegal they've done, I guess you just have to distance yourself from that person. And I don't know if there's some legal way you can take revenge to do that. But I think most of the times when you've really been wronged, you, sh you should go to the police. And, and, and that's why we have a court of law. And again, there's so many problems with that. There's so many crimes that like aren't crimes but get reported and treated as crimes. And then there's so many crimes that aren't taken seriously. And you're like, well, if I, ta if I go to the police, they're just not going to take me seriously. And like that, that, that's a major problem. That's definitely a major problem. But if it's something, you know, that you can take to the court of law than do that. I, I don't really think it's a good idea to take matters into your own hands. And I love comic books and I love Batman and Spider-Man and Spawn and all the comic book heroes. And, and I will always like those comics and I'll always say Batman is cool. But in the real world, I don't actually think that's the right way to deal with things. I think leaving it in the realm of the court of law is actually the right way to do it. Just because it's impartial third party and you're not going to have nearly as much problem with people taking advantage of the system. Uh, that's the wrong word. You're not going to have as much problem with the blood feuds standing up where people keep feeling like they were wronged and going into these big cycles. So justice and revenge on a personal level are very important. And that's where tear comes in. We all need to instill in ourselves a sense of justice and we all need to do the right thing. And that's extremely important. Individuals need to do the right things. If nobody thinks ethics are real, society's definitely gonna fall apart. So we need tear to instill that sense of justice, but then to actually carry it out in a civilized manner, in a civilized society, which is where we live, we need to look at Forsetti and we need to look at the rule of law and understand why we have the rule of law. Because with anarchy, society would fall apart, obviously. 
we'd all die really soon too. There'd be far less people. We'd be killing each other. We wouldn't be able to make the technological and medical advancements that we're making because we'd all be fearing for our lives. So, so there's a lot of reasons to make sure that we have an ordered society. And for that reason, we need to, we need to hand over the carrying out of justice to the legal system. And I really think that's where Frasetti is important because our ancestors did actually also have a legal system. I mean, they were famous for the thing and for having a court system of, of some sort. So I think that we should also take advantage of our court system. And if you ever feel like you're, if you ever feel like you've been wronged, then, you know, take it to the appropriate authorities. I don't think it's a good idea to take it into your own hands. And, and I think that's what Forseti is about, largely, for me anyway. Anyway, I think that's all I have to say. Um, justice is good. That's pretty controversial. Uh, yeah, anyway, I just think it's the whole... Forseti is all about the rule of law and judges and lawyers and stuff like that, which is a really big, important part of society. So I'm going to leave it there. I will thank everybody for listening. So if you want to check out my website, feel free to do that. It's huginhoff.org. That's H-U-G-I-N-H-O-F.org. And there you can subscribe to the RSS so you don't miss podcasts. They come out monthly, so it's really hard to remember to check. And they don't always come out at the beginning of the month. So just subscribe in RSS and it'll show up in your feed whenever it's out. And thank you everyone for listening. And I'll talk to you next month. Frau Hell.